This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. If he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean... I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the You're president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, it, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I, I probably Uh-oh. shouldn't say. Anyway, Uh-oh. I am uh, I am very Uh-oh. willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. All right. Don't call him Biden. Call him Hyden. Welcome to the Savage Nation. All you're going to do is change the letter B to an H, and you understand who we are running against. He's not really running for the office. It's the communist that he picks as his number two who will be running America within three months after he is sent to the long, long rest he has worked for all of his life. You know, a blanket over his hips, around-the-clock suites, Around-the-clock care. The man needs the care right now. I pity the man. I don't know why they would run this man. I have no idea why anyone would find him popular. But, you know, something about Haydn and Mr. Biden. I mean, Biden is Haydn because his polls are sliding. I know that. But there's something about Biden that we have to talk about, which is why is he even running? Because he's a loyal soldier to the Democrat Party. No other reason. A man of his age and of his mental incapacities would normally have disappeared from the uh, public eye. He's embarrassing himself. And so the question becomes, why are his numbers rising while Trump's are falling? That's the real question. And if this is true, and it probably is, why hasn't Trump and his people learned to tell a president to back off and kind of be quiet for a while? In other words, silence is golden. Saying less is better than saying more. Saying nothing is better than saying something in these times. And I'm starting to get the weird feeling that people would rather have an incompetent, I don't know, tricked up, fake, incompetent candidate who really is not really all there than someone who's in your face all the time. That's what's really starting to get to me. But the real question today is, will the forgotten man and woman sit out this election or will they come out again? Let me repeat that because it's the key question of the day for me. Welcome to the Savage Nation, incidentally. Will the forgotten man and woman sit out this election or will they come out again? I want to go back to 2015 when I told you to come out once again and vote. Remember I said there's millions of you who have not voted in elections because you were screwed by the Bushes. You voted for a Republican and you got a rhino. A rhino is a Democrat, you know, who pretends to be a Republican. It's a two-party system with uh, one-card Monty. And it didn't matter to you who you elected because you always got nothing anyway. And so you felt betrayed. And I named you the Eddies and the Ediths of America in the book Scorched Earth. And I said, please don't sit out this election. Go out and vote for Donald Trump. Let's give it one more shot. So I've got to ask you, and I'm only addressing this to the forgotten man, the forgotten woman. Are you going to sit out this election? Or would you come out again? Or do you feel betrayed by Trump? And would you sit out this this time? I think it's the key question for us as we enter the election cycles ending. Because the idiots who are running Trump's campaign are so out of touch with the voter that it's frightening to me. How they are so mismanaging his campaign. Sending him on shows where he gets set up for a, fa- for a, fa- for a, fa- for a fall. 
They seem to be setting him into the firing lines that he can't win at. And I believe that they are saboteurs who are running his campaign. Then, you know, this is not making me a lot of friends here, but they're miscalculating. And here's why they're miscalculating. They are making the false assumption that you, the conservative, the real conservative, the real American voter, have nowhere to go and you're going to vote for Trump. What they don't understand is there's a third choice. It's not Trump or Biden. It's Trump or Biden or not voting. We don't live in North Korea where you have to vote. And you may not vote again. That's what I'm seeing. I think that the silent, silent, silent Eddies and Ediths are so fed up with this country right now, they're not going to vote at all. And what I mean by that is Portland is on fire and no one stops them. Trump's sending federal troops and then withdrew them. They're out of control. Uh, De Blasio in New York, the naked communist, is now putting in checkpoints and fines uh, like East Germany, like the Stasi. I can't believe it. Communist New York City mayor creates checkpoints and fines like in East Germany. And these fines and checkpoints in New York City do not apply to bums who walk without masks and crap in the street, gangs who kill in the street, and rioters who riot in the street without masks. But the rest of the people, the workers in New York checkpoints and fines like in East Germany, violation of the Constitution on every level. So America is very upset right now, and we want a strong leader to step in and put put a stop to all of this. And maybe Trump can't because no one can. Or maybe Trump could and his his saboteur advisors are not letting him. So I'm going to ask you again, would you, the forgotten man and woman, sit out this election because you feel betrayed? Or would you come out again and give it one more shot with Trump? And if he does win, what do you expect him to do? Now, I want to talk about something directly related to this question. There is a quintet of books that I have written. The first one in 2016 was entitled Government Zero. Then there was Scorched Earth. Then Trump's War. Then Mass Hysteria. And the final book in this series, in this quintet, is Our Fight for America, which will be out September 15th. But I want to go back to Scorched Earth, and I want to read you a few words to show you why these books became uh, bestsellers. I'm just going to read you some headlines to begin with. I'm going back to 2016, before Trump, and 2015, I'm sorry, in 2016, well, it was published in 2016, but it was written in 2015, when you think about it. Chapter 9 begins with the coming economic collapse, question mark. The coming economic collapse, that was the chapter, uh, chapter 9, okay? And then I went on to page 267 in Scorched Earth, a welcome revolution comes to America. And I said in the book, and I'm quoting myself now, as I've said many times, Donald Trump represents America's best hope, maybe our only hope. The Democratic Party, I wrote, represents the New World Socialist Revolution. If you disagree, study the history of communism and see how the first step is always to bring about socialism, which eventually will become communism. I then went on and I wrote this paragraph. In her speeches, Clinton and her surrogates, such as Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi, are acting as though there's a Republican right wing government running America. The truth is we've had a radical, psychotic left wing government for eight straight years. And if Clinton wins the election, even though Obama will retire from his current position, he will continue to wield power behind the scenes. Do you not think that he will be held in godlike esteem by his erstwhile voting bloc? Again, published in 2016. Now, it's important you hear this because many of you are now hearing the words, the Democrat Party represents the New World Socialist Revolution. Yes, I will take credit for having elucidated this prior to anyone else in the media. I don't care what they tell you. My print and my printed words support that. And yes, I will take credit for it. But then the book goes on to what I'm talking about today. I concluded Scorched Earth with these words. The sleeping giant will awaken and how Eddie will save America. This was very popular. And I talked about Eddie and Edith. And I talked about how the common man, the average man, beat Superman in World War II, meaning your grandfather, who rolled up his sleeves and left his accounting job or his lawyer's job or his factory job. The salesman went to war against Superman, and he beat him. That's the blue-collar America. That's the Eddie. And I wrote about it. 
I used to call these citizens, these proud Americans, the Eddies of the world. It's just a name, a common Christian name, but it embodies that which is the best in us. The Eddies who fought in World War II. The Eddies who put down their saws and ceased to be carpenters or electricians or farmers and went on and fought the Nazi Ubermenschen, the Superman, as they called themselves. And every man who defeated that Superman will never forget it. Every man defeated Superman, I wrote. Then when Eddie came home from winning World War II, he built the United States into the greatest country on earth in the 1950s. The greatest nation in the history of the world. Then along came the human plagues. The vermin I talk about on the show. The shyster William Kunstler. The degenerate Allen Ginsberg. The drug pusher Timothy Leary. And Bella Abzug, who had her own special brand of feminist supremacy. There were the militant Black Panthers, whom even Martin Luther King Jr. couldn't stand. And this group of evildoers, these left-wing drug peddlers and social peddlers, destroyed the will of America. They twisted the entire American mind. Some people think the twisting started with the beatniks. Go, man, go, huh? With the bongo drums and the beards and the sandals. It didn't. They were basically harmless, reading poetry in coffee houses and on street corners. Even as a kid, I didn't pay much attention to them. But they were right about one thing. It went, man. It went. It went. Those days are over. Goodbye, beatniks and socialists and degenerates. Now we have to pick up the pieces because Eddie is still here. Eddie had children. Never forget it. And not all of Eddie's boys became girls. Not all of Eddie's boys went to Harvard. Not all of Eddie's boys went to NYU. Not all of Eddie's girls went to Columbia Law. Eddie's boys and girls are still in America, and they still have American values. Those people, those blue-collar families, are still the majority. They're still the backbone of this country. They did not vote in the last presidential election because Barry Obama and Mittens Romney didn't speak to them. But I can guarantee you, as I sit here, they're going to vote in the next one. And when that sleeping giant, those former non-participants in the political process, finally elect their leader, you're going to see a change unlike any you've ever seen in your lifetime, whether you like it or not. They'll vote because they finally realize that the West is being savaged from within by militant Islamists and secularists from the left. They'll vote because if they do not, Christian beliefs will be stamped out and the West will be stamped out along with them. They'll vote because they'll finally understand what John Adams, America's second president, was talking about when he said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. If you are hearing loud outcries against Donald Trump and the rising forceful eddies, you're hearing them described as bigots, racists, anti-women, anti-Semites, and homophobic. But those voices will eventually dim. The shouters will be reduced to the marginal characters that they've always been. They'll be put back into the boxes they came from. How do I know this? Because the Eddies will come to our defense one more time. They will stand shoulder to shoulder to honor the legacy of those who built this nation, who fought its wars, who bowed in prayer to a rich variety of faiths, and who raised the families that are the backbone of America. And when they do, I can guarantee you that this nation, that this world will be a safer place, even for the lunatic fringe. Those were the last words of the first book in this quartet, Scorched Earth. My last book in this quartet is Our Fight for America, which comes out September 15th. There is no need for another political book after that from me. Let others write it. If they see it, I don't care. The reason I say there's no need for another political book, even if I stay in radio, there's no need for another political book for one reason. If Trump wins, everything that's been said needs to have been said, has been said. If Trump loses, what more can I say about the communists that I have not already told you? You're just going to have to run for the hills or make sure your guns are loaded because they're going to come for your guns. And the same way they made you put on a mask and muzzled your mouth and shut you up and prevent you from traveling is the same way you're going to happily turn in your gun. You're just going to turn it in. There's going to be no revolution. You'll just turn it in and you won't be the John Wayne that you really think you are. There's no need to write a book at that point. Because those of us who will not turn in the gun, those of us who will fight, don't need a book. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Look, if you listen to my radio show, you know two of the things I'm most passionate about are nutrition and my dog, Teddy. So when I was asked to try Rough Greens with Teddy, a nutritional supplement for dogs, I was interested but skeptical because most dog products are just dead food. There are none of the live nutrients that dogs need like probiotics, enzymes, live vitamins, omega oils, and antioxidants. So when I read the back of the Rough Greens bag, I was shocked. This stuff is loaded with all of the nutrition your dog needs to live a healthy life. Teddy loves it, and I see the difference it makes in them. If you love your dog as much as I love Teddy, you've got to go to roughgreens.com slash savage and get a 14-day jumpstart bag for just $14.95. It will give your dog all the live nutrients necessary for their superior health. Your dog trusts you to give them great nutrition. You might not have a PhD in nutrition like I do, but you can trust me when I tell you Rough Greens will be the best thing you've ever done for your furry friend. Go to roughgreens.com slash savage. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash savage. Try it now. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? What do you okay. Now you know why Biden is hiding, because his mind is sliding. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. Main question is, will the forgotten man and woman sit out this election? Or will they come out once again and vote for Donald Trump? Or will they feel, well, why bother? It doesn't matter who we elect. Now I'm going to take some calls. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Right? Las Vegas, Sue, go ahead, fire away. What do you think is going to happen? What are you going to do? If uh, Trump does get reelected, what will he do differently than what got us into this mess? I don't know. I, I don't, do I have an answer? World. I'm not the president. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Nothing. We go communist dictatorship. With or so with you mean we still go down the road of socialism, communism with him in power? Why? Absolutely. Look where we are now. He doesn't relate to regular people. He has no emotion. I'm reading an article in the Las Vegas Sun that brings this out. Brings what out? Who he is. He's totally detached. He's above everyone. He doesn't relate. Yeah, but that's true about all men who become president. Come on, they're all, they all have to be in another world. Reagan. Where's Reagan when you need him? Why do you assume Reagan was what you thought he was? Why are we deifying Let me give Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan was a fine actor and a pretty good president, but he was certainly not a great president. Ronald Reagan, by the way, bankrupted more farmers than any president in American history. Do you know that? He, he made the world safe for agribusiness. Do you know how many farmers committed suicide under Ronald Reagan? I mean, you don't want to hear these. See, there's, there's these mythologies like the founding fathers are some special breed. Ronald Reagan was put here by God. So you don't think Trump will make a difference if he gets elected, but you think Biden would do the same as Trump? Gone with the wind. That's all. Next case. Bring her in. Bring in the next case, please. Bang goes the gavel. I'll be back to take your calls right here on the Savage Nation. 855-407-2828. 855-407-SAVAGE. Be here or be nowhere. Michael Savage, a host like no other. All right, my friends. <clears throat> so we all know that um, uh, Haydn and Biden rhyme. We know that Biden is hiding because his mind is sliding. And we also know that if this was Trump making statements like this, mixing up words, not being able to finish a sentence, the vermin in the media 
would have declared him unfit to uh, serve for office. The vermin in the media are the problem in America. The vermin in the media are the reason America is burning. The vermin in the media is the reason that radical communists are running and winning in so many places around America. The problem is the media itself. They're worse than rappers. The vermin in the media who wear nice suits and ties are to journalism what rappers are to music. Uh, you can probably figure that one out. But I have to ask you, though, we still have an election. We know all of the risks of an election in this country right now, given the corruption of the folks on the Democratic side, the Democrat side, rather. We know that they will not permit voter ID to make sure that non-citizens don't vote. They want non-citizens to vote, which is how most of them get elected. That is how California became a one-party uh, state. That is how New York became a one-party state. It's with the vote of the non-citizen. And so they'll do anything to rip off the election, even run an incompetent who won't be there more than three months before he's put away in a funny form. And then the radical woman that runs with him will be the real president. The vicious, radical, George Soros-backed woman will be the president of the United States of America, while the incompetent, mentally incompetent, uh, Hyden Biden will be put away into a home. He can't go on like this. So I'm going to ask you again, you the forgotten man or woman. I don't mean the diehard Republicans out there. We know you're voting for Trump. Diehard Democrats, we know you're voting for Biden. We know that. You're irrelevant to me. What's relevant to me are the undecided and the, those who don't vote generally. And there are millions of you. And I encourage the millions of you to go out and vote for Trump. We know that. So will you go out and vote for Trump or do you feel betrayed and you're going to sit it out? Because remember, this is the mistake the RNC is making. Now, I've, I've sent this message to the inner circle with no answer. They won't answer me. I said you're making a mistake. You're making the false assumption that the person who normally votes for a Republican has no choice but to vote for Trump. I said you're making a big mistake because there's a third choice, which is to not vote at all. That has been always a default in America. Default vote is no voting. That's a freedom that we have. Not voting is a freedom that we have. Dictatorships force you to vote. So the RNC doesn't understand that you're not that stupid. The Mitt Romney wing of the, of the, of the party, the George Bush wing of the party, figures you're too stupid to sit it out and you're going to vote for Trump no matter what. But I, I don't know that that's true. And I'm asking you, I'm doing a poll right now. I'm actually doing two polls at the same time. One is, will you, the forgotten man or woman, sit out this election or vote for Trump? That's number one. And there's another poll that I'm running that's on my um, feed, which I want to mention to you. Please vote on it. It costs nothing. And your numbers will not be held. It says, would you be willing to pay a small monthly fee to receive exclusive Michael Savage content? The show would not be available anywhere else. No streaming, no radio stations, no broadcast, only available via podcast for a small monthly fee. Yes or no. And your reply will not commit you to any signups. And the monthly fee would be in line with industry standards. And I need you to help me make this momentous, this moment, momentous decision. I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden. This momentous decision. Uh, I, need an, I need to find out how many of you would want to hear me if I'm off the radio, if I decide to go off the radio. And if not, I'll have to make a decision. I'm coming to a, I'm coming to a, a conclusion in my life right now. I have several choices to make. One of them is stay in radio. The other one is leave radio for reasons I will never tell you. I won't tell you now. And the other one is just do podcasts on a subscription basis. And the third one is not to work at all. I'll do other things. I'll paint. I'll write short stories that no one will read. I could care less. I wrote stories no one read for 25 years. It didn't stop me from writing stories. I've published some of them there. They were wonderful. They actually were good, good writing. Some of them wound up in some of my books, like God, Faith, and Reason, contained some of these unknown stories that people thought were, why was the guy writing this stuff in the 80s? It was good writing. Believe me, I know how to sit quietly. I know how to sit quietly and watch a leaf, a quaking aspen quake. Let's put it to you that way. I could sit and watch a seagull die for a, a fish for hours. I can watch an aspen quake. I can watch a puppy roll over in the sun. There are many ways to live a life. So I'm asking you to go on that poll which you can find on michaelsavage.com or on Twitter or on Facebook, and just say yes or no. That's all. It's that simple. 
But now let's go back to the issue at hand, which is the vote. Not about me. It's about the election. Massachusetts. David, what would you be doing during this election? Hi, Dr. Savage. I've been listening to you a long time since I was in second grade, right after 9-11. Long time. Anyway, so I voted for Trump last election, even though it doesn't matter since I'm in Massachusetts. It's not going to move the needle. Um, But I don't feel motivated to vote for him again this time since he hasn't accomplished his signature campaign promise promised a big wall he promised deportations around the clock and now it seems like it's just too late for that so i think on election day i might just go to a chinese restaurant relax (laughs) get some covid covid chop suey right i'm not too afraid of that no no i hear what you're saying but you're saying you're you're fed up i'm you look i'm not going to tell you what to do because it doesn't matter what i'm going to say what matters is what you just said because you represent a remember every single caller to a radio show represents a lot of people Right. So your opinion is one of many. You're going to sit the election out because you don't think Trump lived up to his promises. Yeah. What's the point? I don't, I don't know. Well, don't you feel? Well, let me ask you a, a, a rhetorical question. Don't you fear, as the RNC would like you to fear, that if Biden wins, the whole world comes to an end? Well, maybe the, this, the current status quo needs to just, just come down and start fresh because the Republican Party, as it stands, needs to fu- fundamentally change. The RNC wanted Trump to lose in the first place. So they, they wanted him out of there. Well, that's who I think is managing his campaign, incidentally. I can tell you right now, these people, and I have seen how hard it was for me to get him on my own show. And this is after he made a presidential appointment, putting me on the Presidio board. Even after he personally called me, they still wouldn't put him on my show. They put him on all the fake shows in the country who set him up for a fall. I've never seen anything like it. All right, my friend. Uh, David, I'm so glad that you listened to me online. You're listening to me, what, on the, on the stream? Yep, live stream. Would you be v- willing to, if I was only podcasting, follow this show as a podcast only? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, fo- I'll listen wherever you go. Well, if I may go to heaven, I don't want you to follow too quickly. Thanks for the call, 855-407-282. Look... <laughs> You don't, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't care how healthy you are. You know, maybe you're not an older guy like me, but let's say you're a young, strong weightlifter guy. You're very virile. You have a lot of girlfriends or a wonderful wife. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. I am very, very religious with regard to that. We don't, in some ways, we don't determine our tomorrow. In some days, we have to pretend that we always determine our tomorrow. But, Haven't we seen how fragile life really is? We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Did you ever think this country would have devolved to this point so rapidly? Would you ever believe that a group of white punks in black outfits would not be able to be defeated by a nation that defeated Al-Qaeda, a nation that defeated ISIS, a nation that defeated Saddam Hussein, a nation that in the past had defeated Hitler's supermen? cannot defeat these vermin in Portland and Seattle because they lack the will to defeat them. We have the power to defeat them. They could be defeated by one one platoon of special forces dressed in black, could take down the entire Antifa BLM movement in any city that they take over and wreck. Why are they not doing so? Who is letting them run wild like this? Who is letting this invasion, this domestic terrorist invasion, Who is letting them do this? Because believe me, they wouldn't last one hour if the Democrats didn't want them to do it. But then I get a sneaking suspicion that the Republicans want the mayhem. I get a, a terrible feeling up my spine that the Republicans also want Portland and Seattle to continue to fester like a cancer, to provoke fear and have people vote for Trump. You say, come on, they're not that bad. Listen, my friends, politicians, I don't care who they are, will do anything to stay elected or get elected. In the past, they've gone to war. They have raised nations to the ground for power in this country and in other countries. And so it wouldn't be beyond thought to believe that the Republicans and the Democrats both are calculating that by keeping this festering uh, little revolution going by not suppressing it in one hour. Both parties are calculating that it's going to uh, aid them in the coming election. Democrats think that by 
letting Portland and Seattle burn and Pelosi making believe it's not happening, that it's somehow going to help Biden? How? How does that help Biden? What would their calculation be? How deranged can they be that anybody would want to see this go on? Republicans, on the other hand, actually are probably thinking it is good for them because people are going to move over to Trump. And that's what worries me deeply. I'll tell you the truth, because I don't know which way the wind blows with regard to why this has gone on so long. How can a group of unarmed, basically unarmed anarchists burn police stations without being shot dead in the street like the rabbit animals they are? Tell me, what time in American history, when in American history, have rabbit animals been able to burn police stations down and not get killed? Tell me when. You know, even when the mafia ran New York, when the five families ran New York, a cop was never, ever touched. They were never killed. And I I didn't understand that. There was an unwritten law between the underworld and the overworld that you never touched a cop. If you did, the entire world of uh, crime came to a halt. All the rackets stopped until the perpetrator of that assault upon a policeman was found. That is the way America ran. And yet you've got these anarchists now shooting at cops, burning police cars, cutting brake lines, burning police stations, and nothing happens. It's not happening by accident, is it? You tell me. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. All right, coming back, coming back on the uh, court. So don't call him Biden call him Hyden, and Biden is Hyden because his mind is sliding. See, now, if the Trump campaign knew what the hell they were doing, they'd call me up right now and say, Savage, that is so brilliant, we're going to use it. Please help us get Trump over the finish line. You came up with Hyden, Biden, Biden, Hyden, slide, minus slide. They can't do it. You know how many millions of dollars they get to do nothing? Are they reaching you with their campaign? What the hell does Trump stand for? Borders, language, culture? No. Uh, don't vote for communist. It's not working. We don't know what he's running for. All we hear is that if we don't elect him, the world comes to an end, which is probably true. But that's not enough to motivate the millions of people who sat out elections before him to come out and vote, in my opinion. They're not going to come out. Or maybe you, I mean, you. many of you are calling saying, yes, you will vote. I understand. I'm going to take your calls in the next hour. But I know that many of you are also saying, no, I'm not voting, and you're not going to call the show either. Because you feel defeated. There's no wall. The anarchists are burning Portland and Seattle at will. The police are on the fire across America. Black radicals are on the move across America. The crime rates are out of control. We feel that the country is shaking right now. And we don't understand why, if we have a strong leader like Trump, this is happening. The answer is because his advisors are undermining him. They are actually undermining him by not letting him act. They're advising him to go quietly and become a Mitt Romney. To become Mitten's Romney before the election. They are making the biggest mistake of our lives. Back in a minute. Be here or be nowhere. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome back to The Savage Nation. We have um, violent mobs in the streets with clubs, with military-grade camouflage, protective gear, and they're not being put down by the U.S. military. We have BLM combined with Antifa, combined with foreign elements that have turned certain cities in America no-go zones for most Americans, and yet they're not put down by the military. We have a military who's told Trump they're not going to be used because it's unconstitutional, They know that's a lie because the military has been used going back to Eisenhower to put down insurrections. And this is clearly an insurrectionist movement. How how does it affect you? Do you know that 50 percent of people who identify as strong liberals 
say it's okay to fire executives who personally donate money to President Trump's reelection campaign? Did you know that 36% of Americans who identify as strong conservatives think it's okay to fire an executive for donating his or her own money to Joe Biden's campaign? Did you know that so-called self-described strong conservatives, those who, like you perhaps, rail against the cancel culture, now think it's okay to fire an executive simply for donating personal money to Biden's campaign? Are we really free in America? Has Antifa destroyed free speech in America? Is Antifa the greatest movement against free speech in America, asks Jonathan Turley. Why are they not stopped? Who are these radicals? We all know that they're anti-American. We all know that they're anti-police. We all know that they're anti-freedom. We all know that they spew racist uh, hatred on a daily basis against white people. Antifa is the new Al-Qaeda, and yet they're not stopped. Trump says he wants to have Antifa classified as a terrorist organization. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler said that the violence by Antifa is a myth. It's not even happening. Nancy Pelosi, who has a big mouth for everything, says nothing about the violence of these groups. Can you believe this? And so the question I'm asking you today on this talk radio program is a simple one. Will you, the forgotten man and woman, sit out this election or will you come out again and vote for Trump? Or do you feel betrayed and you'll not vote at all because you feel he's been disappointing? Let's put it that way. I know that this is considered, you know, antithetical to a radio talk show that is cast as in Trump's pocket. But what you don't know about me is what the media says about me is false. I have always been an independent conservative. Well, let's say in recent 20 years, independent, 25 years, 20 independent conservative. I grew up in a liberal household. Immigrant parents, they all voted Democrat because that's the way it was then. And a liberal then was not certainly a liberal of today. A liberal of today is a communist. There are no liberals in America. If they say they're a liberal, they're voting for a communist takeover of the nation, in plain English. It's a reversal of fortune for this nation to elect the Democrats anywhere. And if you want more riots, you want less freedom of speech, you want your children to feel ashamed for having been born Caucasian, vote for Biden. So I, at the beginning of the hour, said, don't call him Biden, call him Hyden. I'm very good with words. Change one letter and you have the whole truth. God gave me that ability to see right through things, right? Biden is Hyden because his mind is sliding. It's a great slogan. It could destroy him, by the way. Put out a shirt. I don't care. Steal it. Biden is Hyden. Why doesn't Trump campaign use it? Biden is Hyden. The phone should have rang right after I said it on this show. Savage, we need you badly because we don't know what the hell we're doing. We're slipping. They're setting him up for a fall. I see it again. I've seen it before. I know it's happening again. His own campaign is setting Trump up for failure. Why would they put him on shows that are so opposed to him, that are so hateful, that he can't win? Why? Why would they do this? Why? Because campaign strategists are often uh, deceptive, number one. They work for either party. They're guns for hire. They have no beliefs themselves. They don't care who wins. They really don't care which side wins. They're going to wind up with the money anyway. They get a good percentage of the money they raise. It doesn't matter to them. So they put out the same rubbish all the time. A vote for Trump or you're going to have socialism. Uh, the bailouts called PPP money is socialism. We are living in a socialist nation right now. In fact, one of my podcasts a few months ago was we are all socialists now, which we are. So that's not the issue. That's not the germane issue. We're already a socialist nation with a government like this bailing everyone out who applies for a loan. We're a socialist nation. So what is it? A matter of degree, either we're socialist or communist. So you vote for Trump. We're socialist. Vote for Biden. We're communist. Is that what I'm sorry? That's not enough of a campaign slogan. Vote for me, Trump, or you're going to be a socialist. doesn't work. I think it's something more than that, and much more than that. And if you see the hatred coming out of the women that Biden is considering picking to be the next president because he's not lasting three months, this guy can't finish a paragraph 
He's going to go to the funny farm within three to six months. In my estimation, there's no way. And so whichever radical woman he picks to be VP is going to be your president. And they're going to be fascists. They're going to be a dictatorship like you can't believe. Everything they have said about Trump, which is not true, will be true about that woman who runs this country. So it's a very depressing time, and everyone knows this. You know, people intuitively know this. They feel it. They feel that you see mobs like this in Portland and Seattle not stopped. They see the police neutralized across America. They see a fascist in New York City turning New York City into, into a... How could a man turn a city into a little city-state, a nation-state, and declare checkpoints in New York as de Blasio has done? It's, it's unconstitutional illegal. You can't do this. It's unconstitutional to create checkpoints in New York City. It's impossible to believe people have gone along with it without fighting. All in the name of fighting the coronavirus, he's created, in essence, the equivalent of the Stasi. He's going to have cops stop people and ask to see their papers in New York City. It's impossible to believe. So I treated communist New York City mayor creates checkpoints and fines like in East Germany. But it does not apply to bums. The bums are still pulling down their pants and relieving themselves in public. No masks. It does not apply to gangs. They do what they want. It does not apply to left-wing rioters. They do what they want under this communist dictator who we warned you about. And so people are very worried across America right now. The plague of the homeless has gotten worse. The mayor of New York has created a nation state. The fake mayor. His name is Warren Wilhelm Jr. You should know that. That's Bill de Blasio. He changed his name to an Italian name because in those days, in order to move ahead in New York, you had to have either an Irish or an Italian name. At that point, an Italian name worked better. So this diehard communist, Wilhelm, Warren Wilhelm Jr., now known as de Blasio, was born to a wealthy family. His parents had to leave their federal jobs because they were outright communists. Wilhelm de Blasio left college to go to Nicaragua in the 1980s. He backed the socialist Sandinista, came back and joined the Nicaragua Solidarity Movement in New York whose goal was to end capitalism and replace it with democratic socialism. When de Blasio was married in 1994, he honeymooned in Cuba with his communist wife. De Blasio was very proud of his Marxist work, worked for both of the Clintons' campaign. And in 01, Wilhelm Jr. changed his name to Bill de Blasio in order to run for the mayor's office. He hoodwinked the Italians in New York into thinking he was one of them. And now we have a man like this, declaring his own city a state, a nation state, creating checkpoints, creating fines uh, for those who don't stop at the checkpoint, $10,000 fines and checkpoints for travelers flouting New York City quarantine, travelers from 35 high-risk infection states, according to this communist, and Puerto Rico must quarantine for 14 days. Anyone flying into New York airports required to fill out a special travel form like into eastern Germany during the communist period. The new crackdown by the communist mayor includes random checkpoints at major bridge and tunnel crossing. Does not apply to Antifa, does not apply to BLM, does not apply to bums, does not apply to gangs with guns. But you get stopped. You get a $10,000 fine if you break a quarantine. The communist uh, de Blasio said, the idea is we don't want to penalize people. We want to educate them. We want to make sure they're following the rules, just like the communists always said. This is Bill de Blasio, and he is symptomatic of everything that is wrong with progressives. They are not progressives. As I have taught you, they are regressives. And these regressives want to drag us back to October 1917. So again, I ask you, would you, the forgotten man or woman, sit out this election? Or would you come out once again and take a shot and vote for Trump and hope to God this time he gets somewhere? Meanwhile, a homeless, a former homeless BLM advocate wins in Missouri, backed by George Soros. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, the local propaganda sheet says that the COVID rates in Chinatown are low, but they don't know why. They think that there's something to do with the superior culture.
of the, of Chinatown. They're so stupid, it's beyond belief. How could people be this dumb? The headline in the SF gate was so deceptive, it, it achieved a level of deception I've seen only in studying communist newspapers from the period of the Soviet era. I can't believe they would publish a thing like this. I got to read you the headline to show you how deceptive they are. If I could find it, because this was a new law of propaganda. It's about Chinatown. And I, I can't put my hand on it. It was something about the pandemic. Why is it so low in Chinatown? And then they say it's complicated. No, it's not complicated. It's not complicated at all. Why the COVID, COVID rates low in San Francisco's Chinatown? One of the most dense population uh, areas in America. Why? You have to be a genius with a PhD in epidemiology to figure this out? Or do you have to be a lying, low-grade, low unpaid journalist to lie about it? It's not because the Chinese have some secret trick in Chinatown or because they wore masks during a parade. It's because they're not being tested and they don't comply with governmental authorities. And the fake health experts who let the AIDS epidemic rage out of control are now trying to tell us that uh, the reason the rates are so low in Chinatown is because they're doing a better job of controlling it. It's frightening to think that we have no media left in the country. And no common sense. No common sense at all. Police shut down alleged meth lab in SF Hotel. That's a homeless hotel, by the way. By the way, what is the COVID rate amongst bums, amongst the homeless bums being put up in hotels across America? You don't know, do you? You know why you don't know? Because they're not reporting what the COVID rate is amongst bums. San Francisco officer stabbed in face, two others burned. By who? Who did that? A San Francisco police sergeant was stabbed in the face during an arrest, and two other officers were injured in a separate incident while breaking up a fight. Reports of a stabbing in the Haight-Ashbury neighborhood were pursuing a suspect on foot. When he allegedly produced a sharp... What do you mean allegedly produced a sharp object? What, they stabbed himself in the face? You bastard, you! Do I have to be censored for the word? Bastard, am I allowed to use the word? Stabbed a sergeant in the face. Suspect, 40-year-old Mike Anderson, was arrested two other officers after a struggle. Eight stitches in the face for the officer. The police are right now an endangered species. The police chief in San Francisco always covers for those who attack them. The city is not permitting the police to do their job in San Francisco. And that is, of course, why we have anarchy and violence that is out of control in these protected districts of America. This is not racism. This is a nightmare. This is a terrible thing that is going on when officers have to second-guess themselves because they have to look over their shoulder at every decision they make. That's why cops are being stabbed and injured. They should have shot the suspect with a taser when he ran. They should have used lethal force when he began to stab the sergeant. But because of the media, because of the vermin in the media, we are now without protection. I'll be right back to take your calls. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Remember where you heard it first. Biden is hiding because his mind is sliding. You're going to hear it a lot now. Biden is hiding. Hiding Biden. Biden hiding. Hiding Biden. But you heard it first here. And that's good to know. We've gone from government zero to scorched earth to Trump's war to mass hysteria to the final book in the quintet, Our Fight for America, due out September 15th. Final book in the series, final book in the quintet, Our Fight for America. And that's it for political books. I will maybe, if I'm still around, write other stuff. I'm not going to write any more political books. There's no much, not much time and no, no point anymore. You've read it all. You've heard it all. We're way past words. What do you think, though? You're going to vote for Trump or not? Michael in Los Angeles, you're going to do it, right? Absolutely. Michael, my, my blood is boiling listening to these mental midgets call your show today. Never have I been so infuriated listening to your show. Um, it's almost like there are lemmings who want to fall off the cliff. Do they not see what's going to happen if they do not vote for Trump? What happens if Biden Biden wins? Tell me what you fear happens. 
oh my gosh, look what's going on in California right now with Mussolini and Garcetti the machete. They're ruining everything, slowly putting the dagger in the own heart of this state. It's going to go across the nation. Okay, so what you're saying is that if we, if we, if we don't put a stop to it at a, a federal level, the takeover of the nation by illegal aliens and the corrupt Democrat machine will be 50 states wide. Absolutely. And then we will lose our first, second, third, and fourth amendment rights. 100%. 100%. Freedom of speech is already gone in America. You say the wrong word, you lose your job, correct? Well, uh, not so the only thing standing between us and Antifa on every corner is what? The Second Amendment and Donald Trump. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Remember, it's not Biden, it's Hyden. Just change one letter and you got the answer you've been looking for. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. Biden is Hyden. Because his mind is sliding. And if you think it's a joke, it's not. Nobody makes fun of mentally impaired people. But nobody votes for a mentally impaired person unless they're insane. And this man will not make three months if he should win. Whoever the radical woman is that he picks will be the real president. She will take away first, second, third, fourth amendments from you uh, in the blink of an eye. Now, I could play the Biden clip again where he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He can't even finish a sentence. I know you're going to goad me. I mean, I'm so forward-looking. I mean, looking forward. He can't, he can't finish words. You know he's a factotum. You know he's a, a hologram in a basement. And yet his poll numbers are rising because this is the interesting conundrum that we're in. Why would a mentally incompetent person who is not seen at all or heard be rising in polls while a man who's very sharp, who speaks all the time, in fact, too much, in my opinion, uh, is falling in the polls. There are two reasons for that, at least two. One is because whenever a nation is in crisis, the incumbent gets blamed. I mean, that's a fact. That's a political and historic fact. It does not matter that Trump's not responsible for the epidemic. It does not matter at all. It's the way things are. People blame the incumbent when things like that happen. But he isn't his best friend either. I and others have said, please back off on the tweeting. Please stop being petty with fighting people who have no meaning whatsoever. Why do you take the bait from insignificant people and lower yourself to their level? He doesn't listen to it. Now, we admired that in President Trump when he ran because we saw a a guy from Queens, a street fighter, wouldn't take crap from anybody, and we loved it. But then he won the presidency. So you got to stop fighting with the non-entities once you're in that office. You go to another level. You say, the hell with them. What do I care what they say about me? If you take the bait from every schmuck who says something about you in the media, what you're doing is diminishing yourself and the office of the presidency. And frankly, the people don't like it. That's why. Any other questions? Because I have the answers. Tom in New Mexico, line two. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Are you going to vote for Trump? Yes or no? Yes, Dr. Savage. And thank you for taking my call. And I come from a little different perspective. I haven't voted in 44 and a half years. When I see Israelis, I cry inside for the America we used to be, and I'm signed up, and I will vote for him for, yes, I will vote for him. Okay, I'm glad you're doing that, but why are you voting for him? What are you hoping to happen in the second term that didn't happen in the first? I, I would hope there'd be something done, Dr. Savage, about sanctuary cities. I know that in the 60s they sent troops in to stop the riots, and that was LBJ, the Democrat. I'm not understanding why. He, he permits this to continue. Because his advisors are shafting him. His yes. advisors are sabotaging him. I just wonder whether they... They're stupid. What they're saying is if you go quiet, you're going to get more independence. Wrong. He's going to lose his base. Do you think we, elect, we elected a strong man. We want a strong man. We don't want Mitt, Mitt, Mittens Romney. That's true, but do you think that they may even be plants? Yes, 100%. Yes, 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 100%. Many of the advisors and fundraisers are complete opposition characters. Uh, Yes, which is why you never see him on this show. He came on once about three weeks ago, right? I always listen to you, of course. Right, and why has he been on some other shows? The fake conservatives, the false conservatives, the lawyers who pretend to be great patriots. People have made more money writing about the Constitution than the Founding Fathers. Why does he, why does he go on those shows? 
I don't know, Doctor. Mickey Mouse with laughing gas, for example. Why is he popular? I don't know who that is. Who is that person? All right, thanks for the call. It's easy to find out who Mickey Mouse and laughing gas is. All right, let's go to the other side. Here's a woman, Giovanna, who has a different opinion than the last caller. Uh, Giovanna in Marin, go ahead, please. What are you going to do? Oh, boy. I feel that the corruption is so great on both sides. And, um, but I, I have no choice to vote for Trump because, at the very least, what, what, it, what, it, uh, what I think it would do is just curb what, what's already going on because I feel that this country is at a point of no return. At least the country that we knew even a year ago is not anymore. Right. So who do you blame? Who do you blame that on? That's that's a good question. I, I basically blame it on the American people who have. Yes. Really well, I, I'll tell you who I blame it on. George Soros has to be the number one arch enemy of our freedom. Do you know that George Soros has spent millions of dollars putting in candidates uh, who are absolute communists to run for district attorney's offices across America and they're winning? Do you know that? Yes, I do. Hmm. Why does he? How does he get away with it? Why doesn't Trump investigate George Soros and his son? Why have they not been investigated? As I've said before, I I, I believe that that Trump knows better, but his hands are tied. Yes, they are tied. By whom, though? Who's tying? Who's tied his hands? The powers that that could be. I, I don't think that, that that he could be bought, but he could be. Threatened. Well, his advisors are the ones who have undermined him. To, which is why he's sinking in the polls while Hyden Biden is rising in the polls. They set him they set him on shows that are so opposed to him he's got to stumble. Why would they do a thing like that? No. All right, well, I do know. I do know. Here's a story in a rare move, top American rabbinical leader unequiv- unequivocally endorses da, 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 Trump. See, many of you are confused. You say all Jews are liberals and they all vote for Democrats. You're wrong. I've tried to tell you a hundred times on this show that very religious Jews, Orthodox Jews, are very conservative. But, you know, the bigots amongst you don't want to hear that, and the rest of you are confused. Leading American rabbinical figure has for the first time urged American Jews to vote for the re-election of President Donald Trump, declaring the current state of affairs as frightening, and a possible Trump loss in November is worrisome. In a rare statement published this weekend in Mishpacha, a popular weekly publication among the Orthodox Jewish community, Rabbi Shmuel Kamensky, Kamenetsky, a leader of American ultra, ultra-Orthodox Jewish Jewry, endorsed Donald Trump for the 2020 election. While being interviewed by Ms. Bacha, Kamenetsky expressed his concern with the social unrest taking place throughout major cities, saying, you see the situation, the anarchy, it's frightening, Kamenetsky said. Lamenting the rise of secularism and attacks on religion and religious institutions, Rabbi stated that God has become a dirty word in much of America, while religion and religious institutions have become the enemy, adding that if Trump does not win in November, it would be worrisome. Asked if he was endorsing President Trump for a second term, Kamenetsky replied, yes, I think people should vote for him. He's done a good job. It's uh, hakaras hatov, using the Hebrew words for gratitude. All right, that's a mild endorsement, but a very important one, but a very small group of people. The Orthodox Jewish community is tiny compared to other ethnic blocks in this country. It no longer has the importance that it once had, especially outside of uh, cities like New York City. But nevertheless, it's an important vote of confidence from a religious uh, core that you should know about. Bay Area, Helen, line three. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Thank you. I think uh, his campaign managers, whomever, are really just letting him twist in the wind I don't like him being on every talk show. It sets him up for just talking so normally and innocently, almost naively. And the, the Correct. What happens is they put him on shows that hate him, yes. that are backed by the most evil forces in America. And Trump thinks that he can outsmart anybody, and he's smarter than anyone in the world. And they get him talking, and he says things that make him look bad in plain English, right? Absolutely. Right. See, he's he's no one. No one's that smart that you could outsmart the devil himself. We must remember the devil is very clever. Right. So when he's got campaign that put him on these shows that set him up for a fall, 
and then he thinks he can outsmart anybody in a talk show. That's why you're seeing things like this. That's for the call. That's for the call. Thanks for the call. Who's not voting? And everyone's calling is going to vote for him. Everyone that's called this show. But no one's calling saying they're not going to vote at all. I didn't. I don't think I'm going to call him. Savage, I voted for him. I'm going to vote for Biden. I don't think that's going to happen. That's not happening. Remember what I told you at the outset of the show? The idiots who are running Trump's campaign, who many of whom are saboteurs, they could vote for it. They could work for Biden. They could vote. If, if Lenin were alive, and I don't mean John, they'd work for him for the right dollar. They'd go out in the stump and raise money for Lenin, and I don't mean John. If Karl Marx came back to life and was running for something, these campaign strategists would work for Karl Marx. They believe in nothing. They are guns for hire. It means nothing to them. It's all about the dollars. They get 5%, 10% vig off the top, and that's all there is to it. And so I'm going to ask you again, has Trump met or exceeded the expectations you had for him, or has he let you down? What would you actually expect from a second Trump term? In other words, why would he be able to do in the second what he can't do in the first? Well, you could argue, let me take that one, that once he's termed out, meaning he knows he can't run again, then he'll really crack down. Do you really think that'll happen? The general's turned on him. How is he going to crack down with who? Who's he going to use to crack down on the mobs? What would be the first thing you'd want Trump to do in January of uh, after being sworn in? How can we regain law and order in America now that it's been destroyed across America? Huh? Have we become numb to these sorts of violence, this sort of violence that we're seeing? Or do you think that this is going to become a permanent part of American culture? Will either a Democrat or a Republican crack down on the violence, the burnings, the attacks on police, or will they encourage it? Tell me what you think is going to happen. Uh, we're in a very serious time, very serious fulcrum in American history. There's no question. But I'm, I'm remiss to use the same terms that you've been hearing around the clock. This is the most important election in American history. When has it not been the most important election in the last four or five elections? Once Obama came along and radicalized the entire Democrat Party and turned it into an Islamo-fascist, uh, a crypto-Islamo-fascist party to begin with. But do you remember five, six books ago what I wrote? that the Islamists have aligned with the uh, radical left to form a new coalition that is very dangerous. And you know how right I was? The Islamists combined with the radical left, they are, they're blood brothers. So you got someone like this Talib in Michigan who just won the primary against her very able opponent. This rabid uh, bigot, she's a rabid bigot who hates white people, it did not stop her from running and winning in Michigan again. Or the Hispanic supremacist, occasional cortex. Do you realize what a, what a racist she actually is? Do you realize that if she keeps using the phrase white supremacy about every white person, that is the classic definition of a racist? And that she puts her race above all others, that is the classic definition of supremacy? Now, let's look at occasional cortex for a minute and ask ourselves, how does a, a low-life bartender like this become so powerful so quickly? Well, the answer can be seen, my friends, and the answer's not blowing in the wind. It's because of the vermin in the media. Let's look at her name itself. I use the name occasional cortex, but her last name is Acacio Cortex, uh, Cortez, sorry. Who is Cortez? Cortez was a Spanish conquistador who did what in the new world? He slaughtered, he imprisoned, he enslaved native peoples across this, this continent and South America. That's her last name. So her name itself is indicative of racism and of supremacism. And yet this loudmouth bartender has the nerve, every word that comes out of her mouth is anti-white. How does she get away with it? How? Thank Wolf Blitzer. Thank Jake Tapper. Thank MSNBC. Jeff Zucker should be in prison as far as I'm concerned. Jeff Zucker, who runs CNN, should be in prison for fomenting a race war in the country. By running hate and propaganda around the clock and not being stopped by the president. By the way, Trump has the power. I don't care what happens politically. He could close down CNN tomorrow. He could put them out of business for fomenting hate in a time of social unrest. Abraham Lincoln did it. Abraham Lincoln cut telegraph 
lines. Abraham Lincoln during war uh, time arrested so-called newspaper men. Jeff Zucker belongs in prison for what he is doing. He is the worst curse in the history of American media. He permits the worst form of humanity to spew the, the, the most dis, disgusting hatred toward white people around the clock. How does he get away with it? And why is it that these companies that advertise on CNN don't advertise on talk radio, including this show? And why do you buy their products? Don't you understand that it's all about money? And that the more they spew hatred, the higher their ratings go? How is that possible? One day I will explain to you how ratings are conducted, how that's skewed, how it's a skewed business, how it doesn't actually reflect the buying audience. It may reflect the viewing or listening audience who sits at home dumbly and watches or listens, but it doesn't reflect the actual buying audience. Two different worlds, much different worlds. One day I'll explain it to you. It's unnecessary right now. I'll be right back. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. All right, welcome back to The Savage Nation. I know that most of you are very loyal listeners to the program, and I have a new book out September 15th with tremendous headwinds against it. No promotion anywhere because I'm the odd man out being an independent. I'm not a member of the Rush Cartel. I'm not allowed on Fox News. But I've done very well without them. It began in 2016 with Government Zero, followed by Scorched Earth, Trump's War, number one New York Times bestseller, Stop Mass Hysteria. The final book in this series of this quintet will be called Our Fight for America. And you are hearing loud outcries against Donald Trump. You're hearing outcries against you. You're being called every name under the sun. You're being called a bigot, a racist. You're being called an anti-Semite, a homophobe. You're being called anti-black. But I want to remind you that these voices that are shouting at you are the very things they accuse you of being. They need to be put back into the boxes and the crypts that they came out from. I do not know if Trump will win. But I do know one thing for sure, that should he lose, these voices of hatred will grow louder. Your children will be hated if they are of the Caucasian race. It will become a systemic epidemic of hatred against white people, unlike anything ever seen in this nation. So get ready for a shuddering election day. Savage Nation signing off. The Westwood One Podcast Network.